<laughs> you thought this would be Harry, but you were wrong. This is Podcast Worst Nightmare John, and welcome to the first ever J.O. Wincast here on JOWinworld.com. John, John, <laughs> shut up, shut up, John. I'm here. Oh. What's up, fools? This is Nigel McGuinness. Hey, this is TJ Perkins. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. This is Mike Bondo. This is Ring of Honor's Adam Cole. This is the hit for Red Titus. This is the king of old school, Steve Carino. The ROH Podcast. Or is it ROH Cat at ROHworld.com? Stay tuned, wankers, or I'll give you the Tower of London. Two, two. Two, two. Two, two. Two, two. <laughs> Hello everyone, welcome to episode 58 of ROH Cast. Normally I check, I haven't, I think it's 58. Uh, my name is Harry, I'm the web designer and co-owner of ROHworld.com. As usual, I'm here with Stephen, the other co-owner and the editor of the website. Hello everyone. And the man, simply known as Podcast Worst Nightmare, who tried to uh, hijack the show. It is a beautiful day outside here, and I can't think of a better way to spend it than inside talking Ring of Honor. That's positivity. Yeah, positivity right there for you. Kevin Kelly's going to use that on Inside Ring of Honor, I bet you. <laughs> I am Kevin Kelly. Now, uh, <laughs> we've had that before, actually. Uh, Stephen, I think before we actually get on with the show, you have a, a statement or something from your PR manager? I, I do. I don't know how many people are aware of uh, of Tuesday um, and what transpired. But, um, we went to record RHCast episode 50 on, on Tuesday evening. Uh, Harry was not available. Um, so I decided to record the show, um, and as you might notice, we're actually recording episode 58 right now on, on Thursday evening, so obviously something went wrong, but um, I've got a statement from my PR man and agent, Edward Patricks, um, <laughs> right here, <laughs> and, it, and, it, and, it, and it reads, greetings, I hope this finds you all well, and if not well, just find you. This past tu- <laughs> This past Tuesday, RHCast was recorded live on Skype, and although there were some issues at the start of the recording, everything came together quickly, which ended in an awesome night of RHCast action. When you produce a live show, it's never perfect, and there's always a margin of unexpected production concern. Unfortunately, Stephen exited the recording program before the podcast was uploaded, meaning it had been deleted and was not available for a a minority of fans. I'm very impressed that Stephen took the bold choice to record the RHCast in Harry's absence. At all costs, in order to deliver a significantly better end product to the fans. Technology isn't perfect, but it does continue to improve. I have my utmost confidence in Steve and that he's working to improve the quality and consistency of RHCast for upcoming recordings. The fans will no doubt enjoy. See you at the podcasts, Edward Patrick's. <laughs> well, that's a fantastic blog. No, there, no further you. comment will be made by me or my PR man. Well, we, we might as well just continue with the show then. The other day, um, actually. You know how Patrick Edwards said when your phone just randomly turns off, turns back on, you don't get mad about it? Mm-hmm. My phone actually did that yesterday. I did that this morning. That was so weird. I thought it was And when it came back on, everything that didn't work before magically worked. So maybe Patrick Edwards had some kind of point with that. <laughs> Who knows? Because he's been killed or something by, I don't know, they put rest in peace, so he's obviously dead. <laughs> but uh, we'll get onto that. I think it's a question later on. I think but... Jay Lethal has something to do with that. Well, well, we'll find out. Um, this we, we always start ROH cast talking about the TV show. Well, we do when there's not road rage, and luckily there was some fresh TV content this week for us to enjoy. But uh, I haven't seen it because I'm a busy games developer. So, uh, <laughs> Stephen, have you seen it? 
I have. I watched it this morning, actually. Wow, there you go. So I'll let you two give everyone a quick recap of this week's TV show, um, and then we'll move on to the Killer Instinct results. Yeah, for the first time in about, what, what six or seven years, we got some fresh <laughs> Ring of Honor television this week. <laughs> been a lot of road rages. And we actually, for the first time in, I can remember, we have some kind of tournament going on in Ring of Honor television. I can't oh, name I, one other time that's ever happened. No, I, I, no, I mean, we had the March Mayhem and uh, Tag Team Title Tournament and uh, Blind Destiny Challenge. It's not like they have many of these on the TV show. <laughs> No, not at all, but this past weekend started the annual Survival of the Fittest tournament, and we had one Survival of the Fittest final qualifier as uh, Adam Cole took on Tadarius Thomas, and uh, Adam Cole eventually got the three count after hitting the Florida Key to advance to the finals. And this was a very good match, a great way to start the show. Mm. Uh, Tadarius Thomas has been so impressive in his, what, four or five matches he's had in Ring of Honor. And Adam Cole is, well, Adam Cole, he's always really good really fun to watch and these two made for a fantastic opening contest and i would love to see them get more time with possibly the television title on the line in the future i think that'd be a, a great title defense for cole yeah i, I really enjoyed it it was the, it's the first time i think today thomas has really been given you know a bit a bit longer to to put on a, a good match with someone like uh, an adam cole and i was uh, i was really impressed i thought he uh, he did really well he's I like the way they they were really putting over how sort of unique he was on commentary as well, um, with the mixed the, the martial art that he he knows that I can't remember. Um, Capoeira, something like that. Yeah, first. it starts with the C and ends at the era, something like that. Yeah, um, <laughs> but yeah, the, the match was actually really good. And, and as John said, I wouldn't be uh, against them having a TV title match on pay per view or maybe at, at the next TV tape and sort of a rematch sort of thing. I thought it was really good, and hopefully uh, Thomas gets uh, some more bookings in the future as well. well. After that, we moved on to Fusion, what was supposed to be Fusion DS versus Charlie Haas and Shelton Benjamin, wrestling's greatest tag team. And uh, Charlie Haas comes out wearing a shirt that says, You Haas hole. <laughs> <laughs> I swear he's robbed that from us. I'm sure we came up with that. We, we, we have... We've been using Haas puns for a long time, ever since Hostage Crisis was, I think, one of the first ones we had. Yeah, if been... he ever brings out a Toot Toot t-shirt, then we need to sue. <laughs> I'm telling you, we need to create our own our own ROH World store and come up with all these I t-shirts. I think we do, I think we do. Yeah, everyone would buy the Toot Toot t-shirt, it'd be, it'd be brilliant. I love John's idea, it was something like, I ordered the Ring of Honor pay-per-view and all I got was this lousy t-shirt or something like that. <laughs> Well, uh, it was supposed to be Fusion DS versus uh, Wrestling Creators Tag Team. But before the uh, match could start, Rhett Titus comes to ringside and grabs the microphone. He asks yeah. Fusion DS, he asks Fusion DS to leave the ring because he has a personal vendetta against Hassan Benjamin. Um, no, like, okay, sorry about that, let's leave. Yeah, all right, whatever. Let's... We were <laughs> oh, sorry, sorry, Rhett, we wouldn't want to get in your way. I'll, I'll be leaving now. You have your vendetta. <laughs> so basically... Haas tells Bobby Cruz to get the match started, but Titus doesn't have a partner. So he announces that he actually does, in fact, have a partner. And we see the formation of the BJ Express right before our eyes as he announces his partner to be none other than BJ Whitmer. It was magical. It, How was the, the actual tag? Was it Wait, did they have a tag match or what happened between them? Yeah, these? they had a tag yes, match. Then it ended up being the BJ Express versus Wrestling's Greatest Tag Team. And after a semi-chaotic start to the match... 
the it really morphed into a bland generic tag match with nothing really notable happening other than Whitmer getting the pin on Benjamin with a uh, roll up. Hmm. But it was just a uh, oh match, and I don't want to see Rhett Titus in the ring with Charlie Haas or Shelton Benjamin ever again. Well, <laughs> it's happening on Saturday. Well, it's on pay-per-view, right? Yeah. There's a good chance we won't get to see it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I wish I had that cheesy drum noise to play it there. Be, I need to download that. That'll be a regular appearance on the podcast, I think. I watched this TV show this morning, and I honestly can't remember half of that match because it was... I think I must have fell asleep during it. It was very... It very sounds like it was just a filler that they shoved in the middle of the show to fill time between the ta- the opener and the main event. Just Yeah, I think so. But Yeah, PJ Whitman got the, the win with a roll-up. Um, and then... No, yeah, nothing really happened. And then, then they uh, announced that they're going to have another match at um, Gloria Barner. An Unbreakable Hope. Fantastic. Or is it The Unbreakable Hope? I'm not sure. Anne? Anne Unbreakable Hope? I think it's oh, Anne. There's... I'm not sure. Anyway, what was the main event this week? Oh, before the main event. This should have been the main event. Oh, God. John, John texts me about this. Go on. It's now time for this week's Inside ROH. <laughs> and Inside Other Things as well. <laughs> and what might have been the most beautiful start to an Inside Ring of Honor we've ever had? Beta Scott has a backstage interview with Maria. I thought you were going to say Kevin Kelly was standing there. No, that that that, that I, I would have used much uh, more misogynistic word, <laughs> Kevin Kelly. And um, she has an interview with Beta Scott, and Maria basically says that Mike Mondo is a perverted stalker, which I can't help but to agree with her for. About, I mean, yeah, I think at this point she's been assaulted twice. At that point, oh oh yeah, but no, the little does she know what's coming next. <laughs> oh god, that's a terrible pun. <laughs> and it might be keep this PG, John. And I'm... okay, I'm not gonna say the next line then. <laughs> she says that Mike Bennett will be there to protect her against Mondo. That's when Mondo creeps up behind her and pokes her on the shoulder with what? I'll leave that to your imagination. <laughs> and he asks Maria, or first he tells Maria, "I made Mike Bennett a promise, and I made you a promise." What does it feel like to be kissed by a real man? Was pretty John, much- you would know. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm not sure. I'm not sure if he's if that's a uh, if if he's actually curious about that or if that's just <laughs> he wants to know. He just yeah, he's just, just trying how, to know. How curious is by curious is what I want to know. <laughs> then what happens, John? <laughs> so so he asked Maria, "What's it like to be kissed by a real man?" before forcing himself upon her and orally molesting her, basically. <laughs> I felt uncomfortable watching this, but I just, turn, I just couldn't turn away. He, uh, it was then, like a car crash. You, you know you shouldn't look because it's not very nice to look at, but you just couldn't take your eyes off it. But my favorite part, my favorite part, is after he gets done, after he gets done uh, having his way with her mouth, <laughs> the way that the way that the way that brutal Bob wanted to have his way with Adam Cole's mouth. <laughs> Mike Mondo then celebrates loudly, pretty much like giving us a high five and getting fist pumps. As Veda Scott watches on awkwardly and Maria cowers in fear. 
The best didn't, Vader, is... didn't Vader Scott try and stop him or something? Or no, no, she just kind of stood there in a shocked manner. And my favorite part of this whole thing was that they made a concerted effort, or whatever the word concerted, whatever you know what I'm trying to say, effort to cut away from Mondo to Vader Scott, then back to Mondo to show that <laughs> shot. <laughs> That sounds fantastic. So it was I mean, probably the highlight of Ring of Honor TV on SBG. It was if they had a highlights package, that would definitely be in it because it was. Now, surely that is the main event of the show. I mean, what can top that? Oh, two things follow this. Sad, sadly, two things follow this because I know the one thing I've been talking about all week is the Mike Mondo, Mike Mondo Maria. I'll just say segment to keep this moving forward. <laughs> um, after Inside. ROH, Scum make their way to the ring. Uh, Kevin Steen says he has some things to tell Micah Elgin. So Micah Elgin comes and makes his way to the ring, Truth Martini. Um, Steen tells Elgin that he doesn't like him because Elgin tries to steal the show on every... Or because Steen tries to steal the show on every show he's on. While in Florida, Michael Elgin stole the show against Davey Richards, and Steen doesn't like that. Which I don't understand. If you're trying to kill the company, why are you trying to put the best match on that you can? <laughs> yeah, that. Now, obviously, I haven't seen it, but that sounds silly from how you described it. But who really cares? It's just a promo, anyway. Well, then, anyways, Elgin says actions speak louder than words and punches Steen in the mouth. Uh, eventually, Jacobs and Karina, who were who there by Steen's side, overtake Elgin and start beating him down. Martini runs to the back and tries to pull Roderick Strong out to help Elgin. But Strong just kind of comes to the ramp and just refuses. Dissension. Uh, yeah, there's dissension in the House of Truth. Dissension and collusion always going on in the House of Truth. <laughs> but eventually, Rhino and the Guardians of Truth run Scum off to save Elgin. And I guess with the one week they had to build this matchup, they did a pretty decent job of it, all things considered. Mm. Then finally, in the main event, uh, Jimmy Jacobs and Steve Carino defended the ROH World Tag Team titles against Caprice Coleman and Cedric Alexander. In what I thought was another good match on this show, I was surprised by how well these two teams meshed. Uh, it was basically Jimmy Jacobs and Caprice Coleman and Alexander kind of doing their fast-paced m- moves with Steve Carino playing the old-school heel, and I thought it worked surprisingly well. Uh, in the end, Caprice Coleman and Cedric Alexander actually got the win, but it was by DQ after Steve Carino noticed that his team was in trouble and hit one of the two. I can't remember which one it was with a uh, roll of coins in front of the referee. So the referee had no choice but to, but to disqualify Scum. But Carino and Jacobs kept the belts. Oh. Disqualification. And I'm, I'm fine with that. It, it's, yeah. it's a cheap ending, but I'm fine with that on TV. It's obviously building to bigger things for Coleman and Alexander, which I'm all in favor for because they're one of my favorite teams to watch in not only Ring of Honor, but all of wrestling. And they've come so far in the year they've been in Ring of Honor. And I personally hope they're the next chance because I can't remember the last time they put on anything other than a good match. So I'm excited yeah, that's true. for what they good have, point. What, for what their future holds for them. So overall, from what you two guys are saying, it sounds like a two good matches, one throwaway that you could probably just skip, and an amazing promo segment. So not bad. No, it's pretty. I, I mean, I suppose it's going to look better because of the. 34 weeks of uh, continuous road rages we've had, but I thought it was uh, yeah, it was pretty good. It was, had good wrestling. It had uh, yeah, that, you know, the Steen and Elgin promo was, was pretty good, and obviously we had the the Mondo segment as well. So um, yeah, it's a bit bit you know something for everyone really. <laughs> 
So uh, now we'll move on to the Killer Instinct results, which happened, I believe it was last Saturday, uh, October 6th in New Jersey. Um, I was hoping to have a clip ready of Nigel McGuinness shouting it, but unfortunately I, I don't, so uh, Ooh, we'll have to technical go. Technical difficulties, sorry everyone. <laughs> um, so the show began, if rhwell.com loads, yeah, the show began with... Uh, I'm going to do a quick run-through of these because we've got quite a lot to talk about this week and we don't want the show to be too long. Um, so I'll do a quick run-through of these and we'll probably just talk about the main event in detail, sort of what happened with that. Uh, Michael Elgin defeated Mike Bennett via spinning powerbomb. The Bravados defeated 3.0, who I believe are a Shikara team. And after the match, the Bravados, I believe they attacked 3.0 instead of giving them handshakes. So... I'm guessing something in the future will happen um, with those guys. It's probably going to be something in Chikara. Oh, so. okay. Mm, you think, uh, I don't know, maybe. Well, who knows? Uh, Bobby Fish defeated QT Marshall. Has um, uh, QT Marshall won a match yet, apart from Tadarius Thomas on TV? And the match he won to win a contract. Don't forget that one. Oh, that, yeah. No one will ever forget that one. He's God's gift, but, uh, yeah... He didn't get the gift of winning, did he? But uh, maybe they've just sort of realised that they signed the wrong guy or something. <laughs> yeah, he was signed by accident. He actually sucks, and so now he's just losing every match. Um, with the ROH World Tag Team titles on the line, Scum defeated Wrestling's Greatest Tag Team and the BJ Express. Um, I believe Wrestling's Greatest Tag Team were eliminated first, and then Charlie Haas interfered by hitting Rhett with a chair, oh, which God. then uh, Scum capitalise on that when Carino hit a backdrop driver to retain the belts. $5,000 fine. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. Roderick Strong defeated Kyle O'Reilly. Davy Richards defeated Mike Mondo. Um, he, Davy Richards, I believe it was after the match, he did a promo where he basically buried SBG. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I didn't see it, so I can't really comment on that. That sounds a little bit silly, but... Um, the Briscoes defeated Ad- Adam Cole and Eddie Edwards. And then in the main event, uh, Jay Lethal and Kevin Steen fought to a no contest. It was said to be a 35-minute match, which is quite lengthy, to be honest. For I think that's the longest title match Steen's had, definitely. And uh, it's good to see him in a non-gimmick match as well, for a change. Um, the, sh- the match ended in a no contest after... What can only be described as chaos, to be honest. <laughs> um, from Basically, Steen went to the barricade and started st- uh, talking trash to Lethal's, Jay Lethal's mum. And then uh, Jay Lethal's mum decides to throw a drink at Kevin Steen. Uh, well, you know, maybe she just thought he was a bit thirsty or something. He's been wrestling for 35 minutes. <laughs> She's just trying to be nice. Um, but Kevin Steen retaliates by spitting at her, which then makes Lethal go crazy. And it says in the report that he starts pounding on Steen. I hope that's not his sweet, delicate mouth like Brutal Bob. <laughs> um, so basically, he just started beating the crap out of Steen. Jim Cornette, who was at ringside, goes crazy. Uh, the other two members of SCUM as well as security try to break things up Steen manages to escape up the ramp rips the curtain and then goes backstage with the rest of SCUM uh, Lethal continues to go crazy throwing chairs and officials around Lethal screams at Cornette before escorting his parents out of the building and then Bobby Cruz announced it was a no contest now there's conflicting reports here 
But the show ended with g- garbage in the ring. Now, it's been a confirmation. Who let QT Marshall back in the ring? <laughs> Basically, there was just empty bottles and everything all over the the ring that the fans had thrown in. Now, is this because they didn't like it, or has there been any confirmation on this? Because there seem to be conflicting reports on the forum. Yeah, it seemed to be which, depending on which side of the Rawway Rec Center you sat on, depending on how this segment came off. So you perceived it, yeah. So it seemed like those who were close to it and saw anything that happened really thought it was great and, you know, kind of threw the trash in as part of the show. You know, just having fun, like, oh, I'll throw a bottle in, whatever. <laughs> but people who couldn't really see it too well, you know, were just, legitimately... Just like, what the hell happened? Blah, 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 blah. Yeah, and were legitimately angry and, and threw trash in the ring to show their displeasure. Mm. So I guess it depends on if you had a good view of it or not, how it came off. Okay. I'm sure if it sh- gets showed on Road Rage, I'm sure on the DVD when it comes out, They'll have cameras in all the right places, or you hope they'll have cameras in all wait, the right places. Wait, wait, wait. You're giving Ring of Iron a lot of credit with the camera work there. They the may ca- have a camera showing something at some point on the show. <laughs> probably, probably just a weird <laughs> angle of a fan or something. You'll be close with Jim Cornette or something. Um, but now, some people hate this. I don't see the problem. I don't either. Because... The only problem I have is that the chaos started with Jay Lethal beating up Kevin Steen. And in, in my opinion, I thought the whole point of a wrestling match was to beat up the other guy and win. So why has all this chaos started with Jay Lethal beating up Steen? Now, perhaps it's poorly described. Perhaps he was, I don't know, on the outside. I'm assuming there's a count out or something. And was he using weapons? We don't know. But if he was just going crazy, then, yeah, that's a good point. If it was just generic attacks, then, yeah, so that that is a bit strange. Um from a, from a booking standpoint, I don't think they really had any of the choice. I mean, they're, they're building Lethal up, obviously. He still you know. is. We don't call him unbeatable Jay Lethal for nothing. He, he yeah, tri- we, didn't, we didn't give him that nickname. He earned it. You know? yeah. Um, yeah, you don't earn that name. You, you, <laughs> sorry, you don't earn Oh, my God. Just ignore what I'm trying to say. <laughs> you don't earn the name that you earn, okay? <laughs> uh, I wasn't supposed to be here this week. I'm not prepared. Mm. Uh, I think they sort of backed themselves into the corner with, you know, by booking this match. I don't think they wanted to have Steen go over Lethal, and obviously Lethal wasn't going to win the title here. So yeah. I think the, the only the only two options this, they had really this is better than just. Uh, I mean, they could have just had like a screwy finish where like Carino and Jacobs came in and it was a DQ or something. But then I think people would have been more annoyed. I mean, at least this actually feeds into the storyline and actually serves some sort of purpose as well. Now. They say about, you know, Kevin Steen hostage crisis state of emergency. Jay Lethal's causing the state of emergency here. Yeah, Jay Lethal's done more damage in the last, like, two weeks than Steen has since he won the title. <laughs> but by the looks of things, they're, they're building this to a rematch, presumably at final battle. Um, I'm, I'm going to guess. like That's the only reason they'd end it in this sort of manner with all this coverage and storyline surrounding it. Um I mean, yeah, so they couldn't. Obviously, Jay Lethal wasn't going to win, and for Steen just to beat Jay Lethal clean wouldn't make, <clears throat> excuse me, much sense. No, it would have buried Lethal already, wouldn't it? I mean, I mean especially with, he's unbe- if they going to have a, look, a rematch as well. Yeah, look at everyone he's beat, so he couldn't just lose cleanly to Steen. So, you know, I don't know what else they could have done, as Steven said, to be honest. So, I don't really have a problem here, and uh, there's been a lot of. Now, I don't know if Ring of Honor people listen to this. I very much doubt it. Hi. But can you stop emailing me so often, please? <laughs> I've been getting so many emails this week from Ring of Honor about sales, about the pay-per-view, about the J-Lethal situation. I'm like, yeah, you don't need to tell me all this. It's a bit ridiculous. But 
They've been covering it all week on the website. Um, they reported that Jim Cornette was attacked backstage, um, which in wrestling terms means it didn't happen. They just pretended he was attacked. Oh, no, have you, have you not seen the video? Oh, wait. Oh, sorry. There's a video. They, they, they've released a video this morning of, of Lethal attacking Cornette, and it was lethal. nothing. Yeah, Lethal. Lethal, he's sort of shouting at, um, looks like Todd Sinclair and uh, Carrie Silkin. Cornette sort of pokes him in the back and is like, Jay, stop it. And then Jay grabs Cornette and throws him over a table and Cornette lies there sort of lifeless. And I think this might be the end for Jim Cornette. This is shoot. This is not, you know, I'm not storylining you here. I think Jim Cornette's done for. Now, (laughs) as we'll get to in the news, this is obviously a way for them just to write Jim Cornette off. You know, get him off the TV show, get him off as a character. Um, But why not have Steen take him out? All this months of Steen versus Cornette, and nothing ever happened, and he's gone now. And Jay and what, Lethal took and what him out. shown as well, if I mean, it, Lethal basically just threw him sort of into a table that was a sort of randomly placed in the middle of the of the backstage area, which was a bit strange. And sort of Cornette sort of rolled over the top of the table and onto the floor. So if that sort of you know made Cornette disabled, I mean, that that sort of attack wouldn't do that to someone. I mean. <laughs> Well, no, you saw Shelton Benjamin get hit with one chair and he was taped up for ah, a That's a good so, point. Yeah, you know, get thrown over a table. Yes, yeah. You don't, we don't know what you know what was the other side of the table. It might have been... I don't know what it might have been. It's just... You know, our, our prayers yeah. go out to Jim Cornette. He's probably lying in a hospital in Louisville somewhere listening to this. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, now, my only concern here... I don't know if you people, uh, you people, you guys will agree with me here, but the way this ended sets up a rematch that sort of has to be no DQ, or is that just me getting that vibe? I'm just concerned yeah, it has it's going to be another Steen gimmick match on pay-per-view, but final battle when, you know, this was 35 minutes. I think the report is that it was a good match, like the best of Steen yeah. defenses. So I don't, they don't need the gimmick match, and as you know, John has said before, Cornette booking gimmick matches for the master of them when he hates him. It, it doesn't make sense. So I hope, you know, when it does happen, whenever it does, you know, happen on pay-per-view, that it's just a straight one-on-one match. They don't need to do a gimmick match, but I think they will. I've got a bad feeling that this Saturday's uh, main event as well between Steen and Elgin is going to be a gimmick match because in, in some of the reports, they were saying that, um, that Steen has said that he's not going to turn up on Saturday unless his demands are met. And, and what other demands would he make other than making it like a no DQ match or something? He wants a break during the match where Domino's <laughs> deliver a pizza to him in the middle of the match. That would be uh, outstanding. Yeah, especially if the fans got some. Maybe he wants to make it a triple threat and introduce QT Marshall into the match. <laughs> um, so, okay, I was going to talk about Jay Lethal versus Steam, but we'll get into that when it happens and whether or not he will be the next champion. But, um, that sounds like a good house show, to be honest. I mean, I can't remember a bad Ring of Honor house show since the Harsomania one. So um, that was in June. What's wrong with that? You had three Charlie Haas matches. Yeah, we're not going to get into that. But uh, yeah, that, that wraps up the, the Killer Instinct results. Um, now we'll move on to the news, which you can always find during the week at rohworld.com. There's major news coming out of Ring of Honor this week for for once. 
Uh, the Ring of Honor booking team has had a major shakeup, as Jim Cornette will step has stepped down, and Delirious has taken over uh, the role as he- of head booker, which he took over previously in August of 2010. So I don't know how he takes over a job he already had technically, but it's happened. <laughs> so, um, I mean, I'm assuming people are expecting a big discussion on this, but. What is there to say? I mean, we never really know who does what. We, when TJP was on here, he seemed to think it was pretty even, didn't he? That it wasn't just Cornette doing everything, but with certain things, they'd go to Cornette because he's the only one that has experience in whatever that was. But, you know, we're just going to have to sort of wait and see and see if there are any noticeable changes, if things do improve. I mean, what do you guys think? I don't really have much to say, to be honest. I think it'll take a few months to for things to sort of change. I mean, Yeah, I'm assuming got, there's been long-term plans already in place. Especially for Final Battle. I mean, everything could be leading to Final Battle. So I think we'll, we should leave it to the new year to really judge what Delirious does. But I, mean, I think this is, a, this is a positive step. I mean, I, I do like Cornet, and I, I am sort of glad that he's going to be staying around, you know, backstage because he does have a lot of sort of experience and expertise. But I think from a booking standpoint, uh, I think he's sort of, you know, run his course in Ring of Honor. I don't think he's, his booking mm. style really matches what the product should be. So hopefully Delirious... Uh, you know, understands the product better. Well, yeah, I mean, he was, he's been in Ring of Honor for years now, and I think he's you know definitely a Ring of Honor sort of guy. So hopefully he can uh, you know make, make the product a bit more interesting again. Maybe get some of the old diehard fans that left back and maybe uh, a QT Marshall. Maybe you know who knows? Maybe that maybe he Delirious brought him in. Who knows? Yeah, well, when that... uh, maybe he could you know bring back some guys who have left. You know. Young Bucks, El Generico, you know, those three would be a good start. Mm. Um, who knows? I mean, you know, things might not change. Things, you know, Delirious might have thought Cornette was, was booking brilliantly and continues exactly the way he's, he's started. Yeah, exactly, yeah. We don't, we don't know, but I think we should wait until the new year to really sort of judge him. But mm. it's, uh, I think it's sort of... It's, it's a step in the right spot. direction, isn't it? You know, we, we, yeah. often, we often complain about... We complain about a lot on here, but I'd say the two re- recurring things are the booking and the production. So changing the booking team is something we've been saying for a while. So as, you, as Stephen said, we'll just have to wait and see how it goes. I mean, hopefully it'll get better, and then hopefully they can also work on the production and sort things out. Well, it was a mutual decision between Cornette and Ring of Honor for Cornette to step down, and he will stay on, as Stephen said, in a backstage role. Cornette was probably just sick of getting tweets Cornette, you suck. You ruined Ring of Honor. Blah, 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 blah. Because every single... Facebook group, was it Fires Jim Cornette, Save Ring of Honor? Oh, it? yeah. I mean, the Cornette hate was a bit ridiculous. Like, any any min- minor thing that was wrong, it was his fault. So, is now Delirious going to be Ultimate Heel online? I, d- I don't Damn know. Blizzard Man. Yeah. I expect we'll have that a lot. And, uh... Cornette is also being written off TV, so he's not only no longer head booker, he's no longer going to be the on-screen authority figure either. Um, that's good and bad. I mean, I think Ring of Honor doesn't need a general manager character, but it is disappointing we got no payoff to the whole Steen Cornette thing that was going on for since last year. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, 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 I don't know. I still think that they're going to do something to sort of, as you say, I mean, that was such a major part of. Storylines that I just don't think they can just sort of disregard that now and just uh, a uh, up, a up, final battle, Steen versus Lethal. Yeah, maybe Cornet will make projection. Cornet comes out, pull the rest foot. Steen uses the power driver and then wins, and then he joins Scum. 
and then it disappears. <laughs> no, he's going to join it as, uh, I don't know what, win the TV title maybe. They'll have all the belts. Larry Scum can defend the tag team titles and the three birds rule and Cornette can defend them with Karina. <laughs> C&C versus C&C. <laughs> uh, moving on, we have uh, some more matches announced, or another match announced for the November 3rd TV tapings that's taking place in the greater Pittsburgh area. Already announced for the show is uh, a <laughs> world... time for this? Go on. Is the world TV title match where Adam Cole, or Eddie Edwards if he defeats Cole at Glory by Honor this weekend, will defend the belt against Kyle O'Reilly. And just announced earlier, a showdown in the sun rematch as Davey Richards takes on Michael Elgin. If this is Delirious's strategy... That's silly. I mean, I know people will be like, oh, why are you complaining about a fantastic match being booked? But that was the best match in Ring of Honor this year. It's the one moment that people sort of remember and are still talking about to this day. So in my opinion, a rematch should have been saved for a pay-per-view. I don't know if that's just me. It's it, the thing with Elgin is that he's going to be so, so busy the next sort of... Yeah, but he does win the belt. What a, what a fantastic defence that'd be. I don't, I don't. He's not going to win the belt yet. I think it's. I mean, I think it's pro- quite obvious that it's going to be lethal winning the belt next. I mean, I can't see Elgin winning yeah. the belt before sort of the end of 2013. So I think, I, 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 I don't sort of understand why they put it on TV, but I, I suppose Elgin and Strong will probably be having a few matches on pay per view coming up, won't they? So I suppose he'll be sort of busy. But I mean, I, I always said that I wanted Cole and O'Reilly to be a final battle and. I still, you know, I still don't understand why. Yeah. I still don't understand why it's not been put on uh, pay per view. I know they've got Matt Hardy in and all that's, this crap. That's that all? Might everybody be young Matt Hardy? That's why. Yeah, that's true. But I, th- I think they should have just done Cole and O'Reilly at final battle and really had a, a great match there. But oh well. And also announced for the TV tapings is Bobby Fish will be there. So. He's uh, he's made he's made his ring of honor return this past weekend at Killer Instinct, and it looks like he's going to be getting more prominent bookings in the future. So that's a good thing. And that's all the news we have for this week. Okay, so now we'll move. On. There's so much to do this week. This is ridiculous. We're going to have to preview Glory Barner 11, which takes place this Saturday, October 13th, live on pay per view at 7:30 p.m. Eastern time. Uh, for any UK fans out there, that's 12.30 a.m. Um, it's available for $15 on the Ring of Honor website. Um, Ring of Honor have said that the stream will start, will go live at uh, oh John, uh, 7 p.m. Eastern, half an hour before it's scheduled to start, to sort of test the stream and have a pre-show, just to sort of confirm to everyone that it's working which sounds like a trap to me, like, oh, yeah, it's working, yeah, and then it just disappears at half half seven. But, um, I mean, I would still, I know Ring of Honor still want people to buy it, but I've said this every week, and I'm going to keep saying it, so if people complain, I'll, I'll say they should have listened. Don't buy it until someone confirms it's working, then you won't get screwed out of your money. Then you can just buy it on the replay when it whenever that appears, but just wait until, like, ten minutes in, just check our Twitter or the forums there'll be people on the forum just wait and if it's working buy it because the card to be honest is really really good so if it's working then Ring of Honor deserves the money but if it's not then no don't just don't would you agree with that Stephen? Yeah I don't understand why I mean I haven't really read it with great detail the 
the things that they've said about the you know the, the putting the stream on before the actual show. What I can understand is you have to actually buy the show to see the sort of the stream before the show. If that makes sense. And then if, yeah. And then if you don't, and then if you don't like it or you're not, you know, sort of uh, pleased with it, then then you can cancel your order. So you, can while, cancel, you can buy it now, and you can cancel up until the show starts. Yeah. So I mean, what, why don't they just put, why don't they just put the pre-show up for everybody? Just put it on. Just put it alive on their website, and then if people, you know, thought it was good, then they could could order or if they've already ordered then just yeah, leave it the whole point I of a pre-show the day that it was free for everybody oh really oh i mean i haven't really i haven't read the ring of honor sort of statement in in its entirety but from what i glanced over it sounded like you sort of had to buy the show to see it like but, yeah the the pay-per-view feed will start half an hour early yeah for those who have bought it because how would they can ring of honor even kick people off who haven't bought it at half past <laughs> i don't know but um Hopefully it'll work, I really pray, but I mean, I have a feeling that the pre-show will be fine, but once people actually tune in, uh, you know, when the show starts at half seven Eastern to watch it, then there might be issues because that's when the traffic's going to actually be appearing, and that's normally when things go wrong, because the website is normally always fine until the show starts, then it just goes wrong. So we're now going to preview the card, because to be honest, as I said, it is fantastic, but but don't buy it until someone confirms it it's working. So um, I know this is I don't know how long the show has been so far, but um, actually not that bad. But we'll we'll do a quickish preview of the show because to be honest, there's not much in regards of storyline or build here because there hasn't been fresh TV. There's just been road rage. So a lot of this is going to be whether things are going to be good or bad and who's going to win because there isn't much story to discuss here. So. Um, We'll start off with Mike Bennett. Oh, there is story here. We've talked about this earlier. Mike Bennett versus Mike Mondo. Oh my God! Can he be called Molester? Century. Molester Mike Mondo. Triple M. <laughs> I mean, now this is the only. Oh no! This is one of two matches on the card that I'm not looking forward to because. We've said before that both Bennett and Mondo can put on fantastic matches with the right opponent. Put them against each other? I, I don't know. I think it'll either suck or be amazing. Like, really, like, because everyone's expectations are so low. Yeah, so, I've, got, I've got this weird feeling that it's going to be one of those matches that people are just going to putt for, even though it's... everyone. I think it's because everyone's expecting it to be awful. So people will just be like, wow. And it'll just be an amazing match. I, mean, uh, I don't know if it will be, but I've just got mm. a weird feeling it's going to be one of those matches that... It just turned out to be very, very good when mm. no one was expecting it to. Yeah, I think it's got it. Go on. I think it's a match that could currently be a lot of fun to watch. Not necessarily like a great match, technically speaking, but one that that's just fun to watch and will be one that you remember like, hey, that was a cool match. Instead of hey, remember, remember how many times Mondo raped Maria in one match? <laughs> <laughs> but, now you've got to think, these two as, as wrestlers, they must have, they must know that the the sort of the the feedback going into this is it's not going to be good. So you think that sort of motivate them to want to go all out, sort of like Mike Mondo versus Taven, sort of gave off that impression that they were just doing as much as they could in the time they had. So hopefully they'll just go all out and it it, it could be good. I mean, I've still got that sort of um, I'm optimistic, shall we say, that it could turn out to be better than we are expecting. So we'll we'll find out on Saturday. But um, I think it's quite clear Mondo is going to get the win, right? I mean, you know. He gets to beat him. He gets the girl. <laughs> Do we cheer that? I mean, I don't know. I mean, 
Uh, I reckon that Medic might win by some sort of screw finish and then they'll have a match at Final Battle for like, Maria's services or something. Maria, Maria's panties on a pole match. Yeah, Maria on a pole match, yeah. I don't think I don't think Mondo would mind a screwy finish at all. <laughs> oh my god, we need the cheesy drum. Anyway, maybe Nigel <laughs> McGuinness will turn heel and and sort of attack Maria on the outside, allowing Mondo to win via distraction. And then Nigel and Mike Mondo can sort of join forces. Uh, we have. The BJ Express taking on Wrestling's Greatest Tag Team. This is the, as I said earlier, one of two matches that I'm not looking forward to. And uh, this is one of those because... Um, I'm, I'm, really, I'm really pumped for this. I, I, I'm really sort of excited to see how Reptiles gets on in the ring with uh, Wrestling's Greatest Tag Team. <laughs> Shut up, Stephen. <laughs> <laughs> this happened on the TV show this past week, so now we get it again the week after. It wasn't good the first time. I have low expectations again. I don't. This is, this is going to happen at final battle as well. So why are we, why are we seeing it here? No. Chance. I hope Probably. that this is the first match on the card and that they have eye pay per view problems. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. That this is the only. To be honest, like the the rhworld.com glory by on a page that has all the graphics on. I haven't had a chance to add this graphic on. It's just got every other match, and to be honest, it's perfect as it is with those seven. So. Can we just sort of forget about this one? And perhaps when it happens, just like go to the toilet and just sort of forget about it. I'm sure moments after this match happens, we'll all forget every- about everything that happened. In it. <laughs> I don't put this as like the pre-show, otherwise everyone will cancel their order. That's a good point. <laughs> um, up next, we have uh, Stephen's favourite, the Bravados, taking yeah. on Priest Coleman and Cedric Alexander. This is a rematch from the recent... Uh, what show was that at? Age Facility, I think. Caged hostility, uh, as hostility a re- yeah. rematch on that show, so that should be good. I'm, I'm looking forward to that. Both teams are fantastic. The Bravados have improved a lot since they went to Japan, as uh, John said. CNC rarely put on a bad match, so nothing to say. There's no not much. I mean, what ha- was there any build from the last match at all, or there might have been something in a newswire at some point, but I can't. That doesn't say that count. Sure. Uh, no, no one reads those anymore. Uh, who do you think is going to pick up the win? I know, Stephen, you want your little bandwagon. I, I, th- I think the providers will win. I, th- I keep saying this is going to lead to a final battle match, but I think, I think, hopefully, the bravados, you know, do start getting booked more regularly. And uh, you know, they've, they've had the match at Cage Facility, and I think, I don't know, maybe the providers will pick up the win, you know, via some sort of like roll up or something with the tights, or I, I, I think the providers sort of need a win, whereas mm. CNC are sort of. They're getting, they are getting over quite slowly, but I think That's the fans, true. the fans are, you know, do like them. And as John said, they never put on a bad match, so I think they can afford to give the Bravados a bit of a push here. But uh, as just... as you said before, they need to solidify the Bravados as heels. So getting that yeah. dirty win will will do that. Yeah, definitely. And I think, um, as you said, you know, they've definitely improved since they came back. And I think they'll be, yeah. But both these teams, I think they can be a, a key part of the tag team division going forward. So hopefully both. Uh, hopefully they're given a, you know enough time, you know, fifteen minutes to put on a really good match, and mm. hopefully persuade uh, sort of delirious to keep them both uh, sort of prominent in the uh, tag team division. Uh, up next we have Roderick Strong taking on Tadarius Thomas. Now when I was I read that I was like oh wow because <laughs> that sounds fantastic. So I mean uh, there is no build whatsoever for this. Tadarius Thomas has had a few good matches. Um, has he picked up a win yet? Yes, he beat, no. beat Silas yeah. Young at uh, the last pay-per-view. 
So um, I think he did. Yeah, he did. He did. Okay. Anyway, so I, I very much doubt that he'll beat Roderick Strong, but it's, he's going to look impressive in defeat here. So I'm, I'm really looking forward to this one. I don't know if any of you guys have anything to add there. To be honest, it's any different. I completely agree. It should be an incredible match. Uh, now we have a rematch from uh, the homecoming show that I think took place in January when Davy was champion. We have Davy Richards versus unbeatable Jay Lethal. Now, John, last week you said that should be good, but you don't want to see it. Can you explain? Yeah, I... Name value? This match is a huge match for Ring of Honor. I mean, it main evented Homecoming, and it what happened once or twice on television as well, I believe, for title matches. It's just not a match I particularly want to see, because I'm not really too interested in either one of these wrestlers. I know that Jay Lethal always puts on good, solid matches, and Davey Richards, when he's not against Eddie Edwards or Roderick Strong for the upteenth trillionth time, <laughs> puts on good matches, but I just don't have any desire to see this match. And I know when I watch it, I'm like, this is a really good match, but I, I can't say I'm looking forward to it, but I know it <clears> will <throat> deliver in the ring. Uh, yeah, I mean, to be honest, I'm looking forward to it. I mean, as you said, it, the two great wrestlers, so it should be a good match. And with you know what happened at Killer Instinct, I'm pretty sure Jay Lethal will win here. I mean, he is unbeatable. This isn't a title match, so he, he he'll win heading into his probably final battle match, unless they want to go with a, a Steen interference finish. But then that sort of involves Davy and Steen, so I'm thinking that. It'll be, you know, it'll be like, use the killer instinct, use the killer instinct again, and he will defeat Davy. So, um, Stephen, anything to add apart from should be fantastic? No, I, I am actually quite looking forward to this. Mm. I, I don't know why, but I'm quite sort of excited to see. I know Davy hasn't been away for that long, but I think that he needed the sort of couple of months away just to sort of. He said, him up didn't again. he? When we spoke to him on the podcast that he just needed a break. Yeah, I, th- I think he, I think he did, sort of creative wise as well. I think he. He'd just become, as he said, a bit burnt out, and I think he just needed, you know, freshening up, and and that's happened now. And, and you know, this is one of these matches that, I, I mean, I fully expect them to give Lethal the win, but then I sort of think, well, maybe, you know, maybe Richards could win. I mean, I don't know. Maybe, we'll, as you said, we'll see some. Unbeatable Jay Lethal lose. That's well, just defying logic, isn't it? Maybe they'll even go to some sort of like time limit draw or something. I don't oh, know. Oh no, I don't know. No, but th- their match at Homecoming was probably one of Lethal, uh, sorry, uh, Davies' top three uh, title defences. So if they can, you know, sort of uh, get near the, the quality of that match uh, with this one, uh, I think people will be uh, will really enjoy it. Uh, now we have the the three main. I don't know if these will be main events, but the three title matches. We have Scum defending the Ring of Honor tag team titles against the Briscoes. This was good at boiling point, so I don't expect anything different here. Especially with Scum getting more time to work together and, and building team, up. With. Yeah. I mean, yeah, to be honest, I mean, the Briscoes are fantastic. Um, so it won't be terrible, but I don't think... I mean, it's not a match that I, I see on paper and I'm like, oh, wow, I really want to see that. Like That's sort of what I'm getting from the other matches apart from the other tag team match, but uh, I'm sure it'll be fine. I'm not that... I mean, I, I'll wait and see. <laughs> basically, Stephen. 
Yeah, so this is one of these matches that sort of. I suppose my, my feelings on this one is sort of similar to John's feelings on on Leith and Davey. And on paper, it should be a good match, but it's, I, don't, I don't think it's one I'm just looking forward to. But I think once once I start watching it, I will, I will enjoy it, sort of thing. I mean, the, the Brisk the Briscoes, you know, rarely have a, a bad match, and you know, I think <laughs> I mean, Guardians of Truth. Well, that wasn't their fault, to be honest. Um, and you know, Karina and Jacobs, I, I do like them as a team. I think they work well together because um, they're such contrasting styles. So. I think this one should be pretty good as well. Uh, I think it'll be better than people expect it to be. Um, mm. So yeah, that, that's yeah, so it's uh, it's one that should be pretty good. Then we have for the TV title a match that logically doesn't make sense as to why it's booked, but who cares? Adam Cole defends the TV title against Eddie Edwards. Now, I just had a flashback there too when we were previewing Death Before Dishonor. We complained about matches that had no build and made no sense, but. When the match is actually really good, I can, and when the whole card isn't based on that, I can sort of ignore it because that when you put those two in the ring, that's going to be fantastic, isn't it? You you just know. I mean, hopefully the fifteen minute time limit won't screw it over too much, but it should be good. I'm really looking forward to this one. Yeah, this should be probably the best match of the night, if I had to guess. This is going to be it's going to be incredible. We hope. No, no, there is no hope about it. There is no unbreakable hope about this match. It is going to be incredible. I seem to remember last December December we said something was going to be incredible and amazing, and look what happened there. Then Dan Severn showed up, right? Yeah, pretty much. I thought you meant the Briscoes and Wrestling's Greatest Tag Team. I just meant that entire Final Battle pay-per-view. But Stephen, what do you expect from the TV title match? And who do you think is going to pick up the win? That's pretty obvious. But Yeah, I think Cole's going to win. I mean, but it, 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 it should be. Or will it be a draw? Uh, what did you say? Sorry? Do you think he will actually pin Yeah, Ed- I, th- I think he will. I mean, I don't think any either guy sort of gets anything from a, a draw. I mean, Edwards has sort of become this guy that, you know, I was a former champion, former TV champion, but he's sort of, he's you know, he's not doing anything at the moment and he's he just sort of has good matches and puts sort of lesser guys over. I mean... He had that sort of mini feud with Bennett where he sort of put him over a bit. And I don't know, I think they really need to come up with something with Edwards because, you know, he's, he's so good in the ring and I don't think he's as bad on the mic as people, people think he is. So. I, need to do, I mean, would a heel turn work for him or something? I don't know. I feel like he needs freshen up or, or something. Because he's yeah. just sort of a guy that's just sort of there now. I mean, yeah. at least you sort of get that with Roddy, but at least Roddy's doing the thing with Elgin. I mean, what Eddie hasn't really much of note for a while yeah, yeah I, I think that's why they probably have to bring the balls back I mean Davies there you go that's that's what it needs to do yeah that's what it needs to happen yeah. hopefully it will I mean I think that would solve so many problems it's so it's such an easy step to make and it would solve so many problems it would freshen up the tag team division it'd give Edwards and Richards something to do it would put, mm. I mean, open up so many you know awesome matches and yeah. I suppose it, it would sort of fill in fit into the storyline as well with you know, uh, Richard sort of never got the better of Steen, but he could get the better of Karina and Jacob. I think that would be a fantastic uh, tag title match for Final Battle, to be honest. Could, I think. Yeah, they could sort of weave that into the storyline as well, with obviously David getting his own back on sort of scum, mm. with that actually being Steen sort of thing. So uh, I definitely think the, the war should come back. And But in terms of this match, I mean, as you said, some matches just don't need any build. You can just sort of put two guys in the ring and say, just go and wrestle, and people will love it. And mm. uh, I mean, there is a little bit of build, sort of like apprentice and mentor however you want to word it because they did yeah. sort of team up a little bit earlier in the year with the whole uh, 
American Wolves split, but Young Wolves Rising, Young Wolves Rising, that sort of thing. But so there is a little bit of backstory to it, but nothing as to why they're having a match. So I mean, as you said, doesn't it doesn't need any? It's going to be good. So um, now we'll get to the main event, which is Kevin Steen defending the Ring of Honor World Title against Unbreakable Michael Elgin. Um, he ha- this is his survival of the fittest title shot. Um, you know, they, they thought he, they were going to cash in his title shot a lot earlier, but they were wrong. Um, he's took a lot, of, I think, over a year to cash it in. Yeah, it was September, I think. Surely it's a year, so he's technically, his thing's expired. You know, when you go and try and use a coupon, like a voucher, <laughs> and it's expired, that's what's going to happen in the pay-per-view. Steen will just go home because he's... Yeah, because he's not the reigning survival of the fittest winner anymore, so surely he shouldn't be able to cash it in. That's true. Survival of the fittest 2011 took place. November 18th, 2011. So he's oh, still been proved wrong. John. Sh- but he's still not the reigning because someone else has won it since then. That's true. So yeah. screw you, John. Hey, hey, hey. There's no reason <laughs> for, the host- for the hostility. <laughs> so we have this main event that's... I don't know if there's... Is there any build, really, between these two? I mean, they had a little altercation at the last pay-per-view, but they've sort of been doing their own separate things. I mean... Elgin's been feuding with Roddy, and right now, all the focus is on Steen and Lethal. That's all the website's been talking about. That's all the fans are talking about. So it sort of feels like this feud or match is sort of an afterthought, if that makes sense. Yeah, it's kind of like two separate feuds coming together for one feud. Like a crossover. Sort of Dave did an article talking about how these two feuds are crossing over here with the Elgin Strong and Lethal and uh, Steen. But I kind of wish that they would on the website put over the main event a little bit more than focusing so much on this killer instinct uh, kerfuffle but we spoke about this match briefly last week and you guys are a bit sort of unsure of how it's going to be do you still have those sort of feelings going into the pay-per-view I still feel the same way I feel it's either going to be a really good match or it has the potential to either be a really good match or a terrible match um, because a lot of Elgin's offense is based around his ability to do power moves, and with Steen's girth and overall size, <laughs> I'm not sure if Elgin be able to, will be able to do that. And I'm sure that they could work that into the story of the match, and it could work in their favor if they do do it that way. Mm. But I'm just afraid we might get another Elgin-Finley or Elgin-Charlie oh. Haas match. Oh. Now, do you think that Elgin can powerbomb Steen? I think he can. Uh, I think when he's fresh, he'll be able to. I'm not sure. If, you know, they get 30 minutes if he'll be able to do it then. But mm. I think he. I think. I think he has the power to do it. So yeah, yeah. The sort of these two styles. I mean, you look at the, the actual wrestlers, wrestlers on paper, and you're not sure if they're going to mesh well. So there's a lot of sort of uncertainty going into this. So it's hard to have ex- expectations either way, but. I'm looking forward to it because it will hopefully be a non-gimmick match title defence by Steen. I will be so annoyed if they make this a hardcore match. I'm, I'm, I don't want that, please. Yeah, they should just leave it. I mean, I have got sort of concerns with what I said earlier about Steen sort of demanding things or he's not going to turn up. But mm. I, I, yeah, I'm looking forward to this one as well. I, I think it's because I can't, I can't really predict what's going to happen. I can't sort of think how the match is going to go. So I'm sort of... Well, we know Steen's going to win, but I'm sure yeah, Lethal yeah. will get involved and, I mean, and strong. I meant sort of like just how, how they match itself rather than the, the end. I mean, I think that what they'll aim for is sort of to tell 
a good story rather than actually put on a great technical match because I'm not mm. I'm not sure these two will be able to put on a fantastic technical match with the sort of the mismatch in, in styles and sort of as John said earlier you know with the uh, with, with Algin sort of having lots of power moves and stuff but I mean that will aid sort of the story of the match rather than making it sort of a, a classic sort of uh, technical match but uh, I, I am looking forward to it it should be good and uh, you know, neither of these guys ever put on bad matches, so hopefully they can uh, put in another good one here. So how much interference do you think we'll see here? We've got Truth Martini, Roderick Strong, Scum, Jay Lethal. Yeah, do you think they'll all interfere? I don't know if they'll actually interfere, but they'll probably like be ringside or... There'll be I some sort of interfere, interaction. It would be surprising that you mentioned all that, that we get some kind of no contest with just a massive brawl ending this. Oh, no, no, that no, they don't do that too. Can't do that too, that too bro. No. Surely not. Lizard, especially screwing screwing the hometown guy to in back to back shows in the main event. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. Although they're both, aren't they both Canadian? Well, yeah, but but I, I I don't understand that. Canadians love Canadian wrestlers. They no matter who they are, they're cheer for the Canadian. Mm-hmm. Here in America, we don't care if you're American. If we don't like you, we'll still boo you. I've just never understood. That could be a topic that could go on way too long at this late in the podcast. So uh, uh, I'm just, it's just something I've never understood. It's because Steen speaks French, and Eastern Canadians don't like French people. Well, this is, what, this is what I've made up in my head. It might not be true. Nobody really likes French people. Let's be honest. <laughs> this is what I've made up in my head. This makes sense to me. That hey. Now we'll get on to the listener topics and questions that you've sent in. There's uh, several ways to do this. You can tweet us at ROH underscore world. You can go on our Facebook page, facebook.com slash ROH world. <laughs> you can go on our forum, rohworld.com slash forum. And uh, Stephen has all of the questions that you sent in, and there is a lot this week because after the botched recording Tuesday, we asked for more questions today, so there's quite a few. So we hopefully won't take too long on each question but go ahead Stephen I'll read them really quickly so we can get through them Vasink <laughs> says what do you think is the crowd reaction since most of the good half lives are gone say that again stop being new <laughs> what, do you, what do you think is the creative direction since most of the good high flyers are gone books and TJP I'm not really sure how to answer that question really they can bring yeah. in more high flyers there's I mean, ACH was brought in not long ago. I mean, I don't think that's just a matter of them getting rid of high flyers. It's just a matter of that they didn't want to pay for their flights, they didn't book them, so that they didn't resign their contracts. I don't think that's a specific thing of these guys are high flyers. We must get rid of them. I think it's just uh, <laughs> you know a coincidence that they are wrestling that style. I think Ring of Honor do need a couple of high flyers though, because I think that's probably the only thing that's sort of missing, sort of variety of a wrestler. I do miss seeing you know good high flyers and. You know, see, ACH is, is a good one, so hopefully he'll be brought back uh, for more shows. Um, R Pass asks, what do you think about Bobby Fish coming to ROH? I uh, think it's a great thing. And it, it sort of seems that he's going to be either signing a contract or at least sort of competing regularly because I saw that um, he's he's left uh, Dragon Gate USA and Evolve, so... I guess I don't know if he was under contract there, um, but they said that they weren't going to do business with him going forward. So they sort of mutually agreed not to. So that opens up the, the sort of uh, the uh, the path for him to come to ROH. So uh, I've not really seen much of him, but from what I've, I've little I've seen and from what I've heard, he sounds promising. So 
Um, I won't, yeah, I won't be against him coming in. Uh, Le at Leechlander asks, how many Charlie Haas puns can you come up with in the span of 60 seconds? Hashtag Haashole, hashtag Toot Toot Tuesday, which is now Toot Toot Thursday. Toot Toot Tuesday, that's brilliant. That Whatever day we record on, it has to be Toot Toot Tuesday or Toot Toot Thursday. Now, are we going to take this Leechlander's challenge, this 60 seconds Haas pun test? Are we going to do this? Let's put 60 seconds on the clock. I have my phone ready. <laughs> I feel like we need music, like the Charlie House music playing or something, and quiet, muted or something. Uh, do we want the house music playing to, to motivate us in this? This is completely unprepared. I should have perhaps got a pen or something to write these down. Absolutely, put the house music on. Okay, okay. Uh, this, right. is, this is hot. This is intense. So when you hear the start of the music, that is gonna. I'm gonna start 60 seconds, and we just. Oh, I gotta write these down. Or I mean keep tabs of how many we're doing in 60 seconds just 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 far from the hit we'll just go with it all right okay okay oh i forgot this brilliant intro at the end of this <laughs> start of this song here we go here we go john go <laughs> we got ourselves a hostage crisis hostile Hostile environment. Harson. This is caged hostility. Jack Haas. <laughs> we got that southern hospitality. Let's <laughs> go to the hospital. You might have hosteoporosis. <laughs> what? <laughs> oh god, this is dreadful. We haven't even got ten. Come on, there's forty seconds of Uh, I think hosmosis is a medical term. <laughs> Hasmosis, what the hell? These are dreadful, John. I, I wish they'd bring back Muhammad Hassan. <laughs> oh, man. Joey got 10 seconds. Uh, hasta la vista. Your <laughs> animal is a hostrich. Hostrich, <laughs> oh my god. That's it, John. That's it. That. One, two, three, four, five. I got ten. Now, I might have missed a few because you were shouting out a few at the start, and I swear there was the same ones being used in different sentences. So, I've got ten. I've got hostage, hostile, hostile, jackass, hospitality, hospital, hosmosis, <laughs> Mohammed Hassan, hostile vista, and hostrich. You forgot, uh, you forgot hosteoporosis. <laughs> I don't even know how to spell that or what that is, so I did not. That does not count. It's a play on the word osteoporosis, and osteoporosis. <laughs> John, Osteo googling dictionary.com or something. This is right. Osteoporosis <laughs> is a medical medical condition. Something to do with. Uh, looks like the spine. Well, there you so, go. So maybe that's what Shelton Bedrin had when he got hit with the chair. Oh, that's what Cornette's now got. Yeah. So there you go, Leechlander. We took on your 60-second challenge. We only did 10, 11, but there you go. Hope you enjoyed that. Right. Next. Oh, who knows if that even sounds good with the music? I don't know. Uh, we haven't tested playing music and speaking, so. Maybe you can give us feedback. Um, yeah, that's Barry. At Barry Lad tweets asks, uh, do you guys agree or disagree with the notion that RH fans are conditioned to expect a real finish to a main event? 
they're sort of are because yeah, that's the thing they've sort done. of always done. Just because they've, you know, the way that it's been booked in the past has always been, oh, it's the alternative to TNA, and there's none of this silly ref bumps and interferences. So perhaps that's why the whole Killer Instinct thing got such a bad reaction because Ring of Honor fans aren't used to sort of that sort of ending. I mean, we've got a lot of time limit draws. I mean, people have got sick of those quickly, but. Yeah, I think, I think it makes it worse that it's the main it's event. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, when it main events a show and it's was it yeah it's a title match, I think that that's what pisses people off. Yeah, um, at Bussy Inc asks another question. Uh, do you guys watch ROH for a style of wrestling uh, or high flyers? Does TJP the books gone effort you? Um, <laughs> I try to decipher what he's asking. He said, he... say, does uh, TJP in the books leaving effect our likelihood to watch it or something? Yeah, I think that's what he means. Does, do you watch RH for a style of wrestling or high flyers? So basically, do you watch RH for like a particular style of wrestling? Uh, and does high flyers like TJP in the books go in affect your sort of effort to watch the product still? Well, because of this website, no matter what happens, I'm going to keep watching it until, <laughs> until this website is shut down. But... Um... I I think I just watch it because it's just an alternative where the focus is on the wrestling. Well, it sort of used to be. It's, it mainly is now, so um, that's sort of the main reason I watch it. I wouldn't say it's a specific style because there's quite a lot of different styles in Ring of Honor. Like you know, you do have some high flyers, you do have some sort of technical submission based guys, so and brawlers as well. So it's a good sort of combination of styles, to be honest. Yeah, I think that's sort of what Ring of Honor is supposed to be about. Is that there are so many different styles that you can't watch anywhere else and. No, you, you did have sort of something for everyone. So I think I would in, would like more high flies in ROH, but I don't think it's going to sort of you know, change my sort of uh, attitude to watching the show or anything. But um, at Joey Bago or Bago asks, why did Kevin Steen remove ROH champ from his Twitter profile? Is he leaving ROH soon? I think he's just messing he's working with people. Everybody. Yeah, you know, he, anyone knows Kevin Steen. Didn't, didn't he also change his Twitter? Uh, his, Avatar thing to uh, the PWG logo. So. Yeah, he's just he's just trying to piss people off or whatever. Um, <laughs> at Andy Tweet stuff asks, please talk about Adam Cole's beard. That's weird because I was I was thinking about that a lot today. He has a beard. Yeah, in, in his that. latest match against Darius Thomas, it, it, it looks sort of weird because he he makes it like a man, and it's weird because he's supposed to be you know a little kid with a delicate sweet little mouth, and now he's got a beard. It's a sort well, of maybe rock. that's why you know after what Brutal Bob said about. You know, wanting to pound a sweet, delicate mouth, he thought, "Well, I better try and cover this up a bit so people can't see it." Yeah. So maybe that's that was his plan, just to try and distract people from his sweet, delicate little mouth. <laughs> yeah, maybe. I'm a fan of it. I think he looks he looks good with the beard. So carry on. Yeah, I'm a uh, I'm a fan of beards. So yeah, I I'm agree. a big fan of beards as well. We're we're beard fans. Maybe beard cast can come next week. Oh yeah. Um, at M3T Nero asks. How long do you think until RH kicks the bucket? I like ROH, but they went to hell since SBG bought them. <laughs> it's a very uh, morbid question. <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea. I mean, if, if 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 basically if it's not making SBG a profit, they'll just get rid of it. Yeah, I mean, That's, I think it's uh, not like Kerry Kerry Silken where he he sort of likes the company, and cares about it. So he, even if they're not making a profit, he's not just going to get rid of it. But SBG bought it to make money. If it doesn't, if that sort of like part of their company doesn't make money they'll just get rid of it i think as, as long as they do it does you know good ratings on tv and their tv sort of uh, advertisers that are interested in it i think they'll be fine because mm. 
I think I think that's probably. I mean, obviously the TV is their main sort of focus there. Yeah, but, um, definitely. I mean, I don't think Ring of Honor is you know, ever going to make tons of money, if, if any money at all. So, I think as long as it continues doing good on TV, I mean, they're still insistent on it being watched by a million people across TV and online, which I still think is ludicrous. But hmm. they it's still think it's as well. Views to get like two thousand buys tops. Yeah, uh, that's the strange thing. I don't think they should be sort of shouting from the rooftops that, well, yeah, our show's been watched by a million, but we can only convince a few hundred sometimes like, like 800 to buy boiling point or whatever. yeah that's that's pretty bad but um right we've got lots on the forum as well um God. dr d asks two questions first and the uh, firstly i'm a football fan not american football but the real stuff there i told you john. Mm. I told you john not hand egg um <laughs> he asks many you know, you know in the other football you, the people you celebrate are the people who are most mocked in american football and that's the kickers I'll just throw that out there. And this is not all. a sportcast. Go on, Stephen. Many football clubs around the world have supporter groups which allow the supporters to have dialogue with the club. These groups have members that liaise between them and the clubs and help to sort out fan disapproval and whatnot. Why does ROH or other indies not do the same? Give the fans a chance to be part of something more than just paying money to see it. Then perhaps ROH will understand the fans aren't bullshitting when the iPad view isn't working. It can only help the poor RH customer service and make fans feel like their voice is being heard. What do you guys think? Well, they read the RH World forums, so does that count? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I think when Carry on the company, because he was sort of, he was sort of a fan still. Like mm. he sort of knew what the fans wanted, and you know, he had a close sort of relationship with a lot of the fans anyway. So that wasn't sort of needed. But I can sort of see his point with the, you know, with the. Uh, yeah, with, with SPG now owning the company, but I think wrestling's sort of different to you know, like you said, like football and stuff. Because you know, a lot of football fans they sort of have a team. They're sort of born into supporting that team. You don't really choose who you support. Whereas, you know, people sort of sort of choose to support a wrestling company, and then if they stop liking what's happening, they sort of go and watch another one. So, I can see if sort is I can see his point, but I don't think that anything that will ever sort of happen. But you know, you've got the ROH World Forums. We can yeah, we can converse on there and. Hope, hope that they might read it and get. Yeah, they they do read the forums. They you know so they might be seeing what you post. Whether they're listening is another idea, but they are aware of it. So, you know, it is the the only Ring of Honor forum out there. So if they've got any sense, if they want to know some opinions, they might go and have a look. I'm sure they've probably read it a few times and thought, oh, I don't want to read this place again. But yeah, it, the the forums there. Um. Secondly, I've been watching some smoky mountain, smoky mountain wrestling from back in the day. Obviously, any RH fans should know that Cornette used to run the company. I don't feel that some of the local wrestling was too far off from what RH is currently doing with storylines and angles. They give SMW credit for launching the careers of certain wrestlers and being the third company. SMW didn't have the money behind it that RH currently does, which also means SMW didn't have the suits dictating what they wanted from the company. Do you think that RH is doomed to fail like smoky mountain wrestling, however, not due to money but due to fan interest? No, I mean, I, I don't know, excuse me, but I don't know, you, you chime in, I'm sort of in like a brain fart. Um, I don't, it's, yeah, there's another one, like the, you know, is, there, is Ring of Honor going to, how long has it got left? Future. We don't know how trends are going to be, so we, we don't know, you know, who's going to leave Ring of Honor, who's going to join Ring of Honor. It all There's so many sort of things it depends on. It's hard to say flat out or that Ring of Honor will be dead in X amount of time. Like, 
I don't think it's doomed to fail. I mean, I don't think. I mean, it's been around for ten years now. I mean, I know SP, SPG owning the company changes things, but you know, I, I think they do sort of. They do understand wrestling to an extent, especially the you know some of the guys at the top like Joe Cop, who obviously sort of crossing over the most between SPG and ROH. I think he's they sort of understand wrestling, and I think Cornette is sort of key to keeping them keeping ROH in their good book sort of thing, which is why I'm glad he's, he's staying backstage. But um, yeah, I don't I don't think it's doomed to fail to be honest. I mean, I think it all depends on on how good the the product is really. But um, it better not fail because then there'd be no ROHworld.com. Yeah, that's probably the forum can live on forever when people could uh, look look back at the past, but the website yeah. would be no more. Um, right, this week's troll questions from Marcus. Oh, here we go. I think not, he requested music, but no, I'm not playing that. It needs to be comedy music, something stupid because these questions are so stupid. But for some uh, reason, remember, we still remember, little... remember those marching ant that marching ant song I found that one time. Yes. <laughs> Yes. Oh, can you go to the next question and then come back and we'll I can have the song ready. All right. Yeah. Um, this next one is from Spanky on you. He asks, just to create a, an account here. It's just I, I was Justin who left a few voicemails in the past. Oh, hey uh, Justin, don't call that number. Whatever yeah, you thanks do. for doing that. But you were the only one that did it, so we cancelled the number. Um, <laughs> why hasn't Willie Mac been in ROH yet? Uh, I'm guessing because is he from California? I think because he's, he's in PWG a lot, isn't he? Um, yeah, I guess he's from California. He's printed on all their shows. Yeah, so, so that's probably the reason why he hasn't, to be honest. Those expensive uh, first, class, first class flights they keep yeah. made no economy, no solid economy. golden planes that they keep hiring for TJ Perkins in the books. They just can't afford that anymore. There's nothing cheaper out there, I'm afraid. <laughs> uh, talking of troll questions, a couple of these are quite trolly. Do you think Brutal Bob versus Matt Hardy is the match that will rise ROH to the, the top? Oh my god, can you imagine that? Why not make it Brutal Bob right. and Matt Hardy versus the Headbangers? Well, actually, that's a good segue to the next question. F- Since, sorry, go on. Oh, no, go ahead. Since we have the headbangers, can we have more 90s WWF tag teams to make Cornette wet? <laughs> I, I think that the headbangers won't be around much longer. I really, I just don't think. I, don't think... I, I think they probably unmasked them because they weren't, wasn't going to do anything with the guys of truth. Maybe just to see sort of crowd reaction. and They might have like a match or two, but they're not going to be in ring one along. They're not going to be champions or anything. They won't be real. They don't bring anything, do they? No. Um, you can go back to Marcus now if, that, if that's uh, all of Justin's uh, questions. Yeah, it is, yeah. So uh, now we'll get to Marcus troll questions of the week. <laughs> Music. We are not playing that every week. I'm gonna have to crop that down. But go ahead. What what are his? Questions? They're not as trolly as, as they have been. Um, if fans will... disappoint, we have that music. And I know. If fans will still complain when Kevin Steen spits on Jay Lethal's mum and the match descends into madness, should RH just give up? <laughs> yeah, because they because Kevin Steen basically did what everybody's been complaining Kevin Steen has been doing, Which and is, then when he finally so, does it, everybody complains that he did it. Yeah, and I mean, even like watching that video earlier, the 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 backstage sort of uh, filming of Lethal attacking Cornet. There's so I many. See this. It sounds. There's, there's so many people. I mean, it wasn't great, but at least they're trying to do something, make Lethal interesting, and make this, make Lethal and Steen, you know, match people want to see. Yeah, and people are saying, like, oh, this is... yeah. And then people are like, posting like, oh, this is a war. This is terrible. So obviously it is, but yeah, at least they're trying. You know, give them some credit. I mean, at least they're trying to make things interesting. Mm. Um, so, uh, th- this question starts with serious question. 
We'll, we'll, we'll do that afterwards. We'll get to the can we get to the stupid ones first? I mean, we just have the music. I mean, right. I asked a week or two ago about what RH is doing to help Lethal's Killer Instinct. Then I noticed the newswire saying R.O.P. Sidewalk Slam. Has anyone tried to contact Patrick Edwards? Is the only R.H. superfan left 187 Joeyson? <laughs> <laughs> Isn't there three of them? Yeah, there's him, Daniel Branson, and I don't know who the third guy is. Yimyak. Oh, yeah, I thought it was Yimyak, yeah. They're, they're the, uh, the three horsemen of R.H. The three musketeers of Ring of Honor. You better yeah. watch out, Jay Lethal's coming for you. He took out. He, he took out Patrick Edwards, and he had that blood on his fingers of his entire hand. The next poster. Oh god! Then it'll be his leg. <laughs> um, serious question. This is a serious question. How much of the negativity surrounding ROH is the fans' fault? ROH do major fuck ups a lot these days, but I see so much nitpicking on the board and on the ROH Facebook page, which is filled and with the more, ROH cast, which is which is filled with more retards than the retard phone book. About that's not the RH cast, by the it's RH Facebook page. Oh, uh, about, the forum or something. <laughs> about things that would have just been fine pre SBG and probably praise, such as Mondo's in ring ability. The things RH do right, however little, go unsung. I think you. I think the fans have always been sort of part of the problem for RH, but they're part of their, their expectations are so high just because of what was Yeah, happening. but they're what, also like one of the major positives as well. That's true because they are so sort of hardcore and dedicated to the product that they they do still keep watching. So yeah, it's a d- sort of double-edged sword with the fans and yeah. how they re- interact with Ring of Honor. I think you always get that with like hardcore fans. I think you know they, they always because they sort of get past just being a fan and sort of have a connection with the the company. They want so everything invested with it. Yeah, they want everything to be as good as it can be, or everything to be awesome. And they when it's not, they they do complain. And I suppose it is part of the problem, but. You know, as I said, that's some people part... say we're, we're too negative on our H cast, but I think I don't know. Don't take this show that seriously. It's not meant. I don't think it's meant to be that serious a lot of the time. So uh, I mean, we just had man, uh, ants marching, so you can tell that this show isn't very serious. But we'll, we'll, we'll try not to be too negative on here. I, d- I don't know if we were a bit bad before. Who knows? Yeah, uh, Spank on you. Has got a couple more questions. Did you see that High Spots is making a Dynamite Kid documentary? I didn't. Thanks for the RH cast update. Uh, what? <laughs> if you could see one shoot, see one shoot from an RH wrestler talking about the company, who would it be? Prince Nana. That would be awesome. Prince Martini. Yeah, those two would be awesome. I don't uh, know where the Briscoes. Yeah, that'd be cool. yeah, the Briscoes. I think even if in a, in a, yeah, even in a shoot, they'd be totally in character because that's just who they are, and it would be hilarious. <laughs> No, that, their art of wrestling was probably one of the funniest. It could so... be somehow like schedule an interview with Prince Nana, Truth Martini, and the Briscoes <laughs> uh, all at the same time, and then we invite them in the call, and then we don't say anything. We just listen to those three characters all talking to each other because that would be fantastic. We could just do it with Nana with anyone on the, on in the company, and it was so funny. Just call up Nana and like I don't know Mike Mondo at the exact same time. And then us just mute and just listen. <laughs> there's, there's no fear of Mike Mondo. Huh? You know a lot of things, huh? <laughs> yeah, that, that would be awesome. Um, I think that's all. Oh, we've gone through those quickly, but we've had so many and we've had quite a long show. So uh, thanks for sending them all in. Uh, and yeah, get sending some in for next week as well. Yeah, we'll be uh, reviewing Glory Binder next week. So if you've got any thoughts or opinions on what takes place at the show, just let us know on the forum, Twitter or Facebook, and we'll discuss it on the show next week. Um, I think that brings an end to this week's ROH Cast episode 58. 
Um, we do hope you enjoyed the show. I hope it wasn't too long. We, we, we had so much to talk about for once. Normally, we I think last week's was less than an hour, which is rare for us. So uh, I think it was mainly quite positive as well. So I have no idea. But uh, <laughs> Oh, today or last week? No, it's today. I think we, we were okay this week. But, uh, yeah, we hope you enjoyed it. Just let us know. Send us an email or tweet or anything. We do like to get feedback. Um, if stuff is too silly, was the hard stuff good or bad? We don't know. Let us know. And uh, we can always change the show for the better. So, well, we don't want your negativity, though. We always ask <laughs> awesome, them, okay? Um, so, yeah, that, that's the end of the show. We hope you enjoyed it. We'll see you next week when we review Glory by Honor. And remember, don't order the pay-per-view. <laughs> Wait for someone to confirm it's working. So, uh, we'll see you all next week.